Good afternoon. <laughs> We're back. We're back, babes. Um, sorry, just dissociated. Um, well, speaking of this weekend, what did you do this weekend? It was our friend's birthday, Cole, which was yeah. so fun. He was a guest on last season. Um, and oh my god, I got him this birthday cake. Did you see the cake? That cake was insane. It was so funny. My coworker, what was the Shreya, cake? It was a stripper cake. So my coworker is a baker on the side. Um, and she, we literally had a session in our conference room for like 15 minutes. We're like, what can we do for my friend's birthday? I was like, he is making a documentary about a strip club in Atlanta and I want to make a stripper cake. That, that is funny because I completely disassociated him from his documentary for two seconds. (laughs) When I saw the cake, I was like, that is a wild thing to do, to do that, especially (laughs) given the fact that. Yeah, <laughs> that is very random. It took me two seconds to, to put it together. Yeah, to put it together. So we ordered these Barbies and we put a poll these on it. These black Barbies. These black Barbies. <laughs> One had natural hair. Don't oh, care. They both okay. had natural hair, actually. Yeah. One had twists and the other one had a little fro going. Oh and they were just having fun on the pole. I love that. I mean, no, well, the, and the reason why I thought, too, that that was just like a random cake you decided to get him was because whenever we were at his house for New Year's Eve, I brought him a bottle of wine. It had this black naked girl with an afro sitting on top of like an old an old school car with a machete over her boobs. And the brand is called machete, like machete, like machete. Yeah. And I brought him that bottle of wine because I don't know why I just associate like <laughs> beautiful naked black women and Cole. Wow. What a, what a great association. To it have. is. It really is. And I remember seeing the the wine bottle and I was like, oh my God, bing, ding. Cole is going to love this. That was such a fun New Year's. It Really great New Year's. I hope to relive. I, I, it's so. We could relive. We could relive. This year. Yeah. Just not in Philly. Just not in Philly. Yeah. Somewhere else. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Anyway, so okay. what else did you do? Um, it was the hurricane. So Hurricane Ophelia. Yeah, was that her name? Yeah. Okay. So I think. she came. She conquered. And so I forget. I don't even want to. I think. Oh yeah, I just hung out with friends. Okay. Worked oh. a lot of it. Well, okay. Good time to, to do those things. Yeah, yeah, it was very chill. And then I'm moving, so I was just doing apartment stuff. Lovely. What about you? I did absolutely nothing, which is how I got the idea for today's episode or this week's episode Mm -hmm. was like just guilty pleasures because I was sitting there laying in bed doing absolutely nothing and was like, we should do an episode Mm -hmm. on guilty pleasures because, well, first to start, what is guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures is something like a movie or TV TV show or some type of music that someone enjoys despite feeling that it's not generally held in high regard. Mm. And so I was like thinking about, I wonder what trash TV Sasana watches because I don't feel like you even watch TV at all. I'm like, I can't even judge you by your TV shows. You know, I love a critically acclaimed drama (laughs) and I love women's divorce fiction. I saw this TikTok and this guy's like, I love women's divorce fiction and I do too. What is women's divorce fiction? It's like 
Big Little Lies, oh, Marriage Story. Okay. Gone Girl. Ooh, I love those. The part where they got divorced in Wolf Is of Wall Street. Is that your guilty pleasure though? Because those are like genuinely like <laughs> critically acclaimed. Okay, my guilty pleasure when it comes to content is TikTok. You know those articles where it's like Gen Z is being lost. Like they don't watch TVs anymore. They're watching YouTube and TikToks. That's me. Okay. That's your guilty pleasure. Yeah. That's fair. So TikTok. But also TikTok TikTok too is held in high regard. No, it's not. People that are on TikTok. It's embarrassing. What? I think the amount of time I spend on it is bad. Okay. I love stalking people's weddings on tiktok yeah you are a wedding talk girl i love it wedding talk and wedding gram i think it's more so i love the idea of a grand event okay and like a tablescape Mm -hmm. with flowers and like place settings and like curation and like i love imagining what song they walked out to for that okay yes okay yeah that is a guilty pleasure for sure Mm -hmm. okay what's your content guilty pleasure my content guilty pleasure is TV. What what's your what show? Like trash TV. I do love I do love trash TV. Like I I like reality TV. Summer mm-hmm. House is like my extreme guilty pleasure. Like yeah. I am obsessed with guilty pleasure. Love Island. I love Love Island. Love Island is the only thing. It it it's basically like Cat in season one of Euphoria. Like Cat <laughs> literally got a UTI from watching too much Love Island. That sounds like something because that would she wouldn't to get me. up and she wouldn't get up to use a bathroom. Or wait, no, it was Rue. Sorry, was it Rue? It was Rue. Rue got a UTI because she didn't couldn't even get up <laughs> to go to the bathroom, and she held her bladder for so long because she was watching Love Island the whole time. Love Island. Would you go on Love Island? Not seriously, but I joke about how it is the second dating show that I would go on if I had to go on another one. Do you consider The Bachelor trash TV? Yes. Okay. But I don't watch it. Like, it's not my guilty pleasure. Did you watch it before you went on? No. I don't think it's a good... I don't think it's a good dating show. Yeah. I'd, like that. My, it doesn't work. Yeah. My preferred dating show is Love Island. It actually does work. Yeah. And it's... I love watching, like... The kind of like clueless, witty, bantery, like hot people that are on it. I also don't think it's trashy. Attractive people. I think it is actually a lens into society's culture and what we care about the most. Which is, but which is superficial. No, because it's it's all about relationship dynamics and like, especially with young people. But that's why Love Island was so good, though, too, is because it's also so savage. Like It is. These people don't give a f- – they're right. like, what's your type? Hot, hot, tall, dark abs. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah, whose type isn't that? Oh, hopefully a lot of people's. <laughs> Not everyone walks around tall, dark <laughs> If you could say, like, I guess – I guess. Yeah. I just, I used to, I used to watch Love Island. Like season two, three, four was my SHIT. Yeah. And then I yeah, curved yeah. off four of it. Was, four is the best season. Yeah. Hands down. Oh, so one of my other guilty pleasures mm-hmm. is drum roll. Survivor. 
Oh my God, I love Survivor. I have been, I just watched the latest season and the new season, season 45, comes out on September 27th. Oh my God, should we start a viewing? We have to because that is, it's going to be, the first episode is going to be an hour and a half long. Wow. That is my shit. I have it's seen so every good. episode from season one. Really? I spent my whole college binging, my whole senior year binging Survivor. Wow. What about it do you like? I like the, I like how, simultaneously people are malicious, conniving, um, manipulative, and also caring and warm and genuine. And there's just a lot of relationship dynamics Mm -hmm. at play. Mm -hmm. And while every, whilst everyone is like manipulative and conniving and lying, it shows you, it kind of like restores my faith in humanity a bit, Mm. just how strong of bonds they all form. Mm -hmm. Like the mental strength that you need to get through the season, Mm -hmm. how mentally tough and grueling it is and physically grueling it is on your body and you Mm -hmm. still like find a way to keep going till the end. And by the end, you like just love, like you love each other. Everyone loves each other in the end after they just like stab each other in the back to go to win a million dollars. Well, like, I think tribal so, counselors like, so justice oriented. Which it is, good. it is, it is. It's like very fair. Mm-hmm. Like you had to work your way to the end. The person that gets and and stab people in the back while doing so, and then those people uh, like determine your fate ultimately yeah. whether you win a million dollars. Would you go on Survivor? I couldn't. I wouldn't survive. <laughs> I, I well, I like how I physically physical it is and yeah. not physical. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't survive. Like these people. The reason I, why I think it's still running is people legit train before they go on. Mm-hmm. Like they train. They do all of the game. They one one person this season built the games in their backyard. Wow. Like DIY built the games and were practicing the games, like the physical strength training games. Oh my god, I have a really good backyard. idea. What? For your birthday, could we do a Survivor-themed birthday party? Where would we do it? Like, maybe we can do an X <laughs> between Survivor and Amazing Race where it's like a scavenger hunt around the city uh-huh. and we have to be in teams. I would hate nothing more, but I would be super competitive, so I like it. I okay. That'd be really fun. Food, food for thought, then. Food for thought. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not opposed. Okay. Maybe we should do it in like Paris or something. Yes. Wait. Oh my God. And you have to get everyone to like solve the scavenger hunt and then buy the plane ticket. Okay. I like that. And then we all have to go to Paris. And then we And then have- winner gets their whole trip paid for by But everyone else. Oh. oh. You. Yes. Yeah. You. Obviously. Yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. Winner. I would win. Okay. That sounds really fun. Yeah. That, yeah. That would be really fun. All right. We'll think. We'll noodle on it. Um. But that's my guilty pleasure in terms of content. Okay. Wait, I have one more for content. Ooh. I love Architectural Digest home tours. Oh, God. No, but everybody loves those. I've Everyone Have you met a them. single person that doesn't like Architectural Digest home tours? So, I have some tea. Last night, I watched this video of this girl who watched every single Architectural Digest video and made an Excel spreadsheet of analyzing them. Uh-huh. And two things. Number one, she uncovered how much of a marketing ploy it is. And it's like something like 30% of homes mm-hmm. that get shown on Architectural Digest go on the market one to two years after the video comes out. 
Really? Like they're using it as a, a way to the sell house. their house. Not only the no. furniture that's in the house is super staged and like the the celebrities are in on it too because whenever you walk in the house, it's like, look at this jar of limes that is always here. Just kidding. <laughs> Why would I have 50 limes <gasps> in my apartment? Wait, you're joking. Yeah. There's like a conspiracy and it's really interesting and fascinating. But that's... I mean, it makes it's gotcha, got him, got him. That it's, is so, it's so smart. There's this investment thesis I'm digging deep on to nerd out a little bit. Okay, and it's essentially so you know how there's this the cycles with fashion, yeah, and logomania was a really big thing in uh-huh. the 2000s, and it came back in I'd say like 2010s or in 2015, 2016. Everyone would wear their like Balenciaga, yeah, Gucci, yeah. all of that stuff. And it came a way for people to di- differentiate themselves as being wealthy. Yeah. And then when hyper wealthy people were like, wait a second, everyone is wearing this Balenciaga hoodie. It is no longer differentiating myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear um, quiet luxury. Mm-hmm. And then they were all like, okay, I'm only going to wear cashmere, no brands. Blah, 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 old money, which like in itself is problematic, but whatever. And then they were like, F, F, everyone is wearing their Zara, old navy, (laughs) faux cashmere sweaters that they're saying is quite luxury, but it's clearly polyester. Yeah. What WTF. So then MTV Cribs coming back and that's how they're differentiating them differentiating themselves through very eclectic not mcmansion because we we already went through like huge mansion gaudy got it homes yeah. more so like this piece of wood is from the venetian columns and only i can access it and there's one of 50 that are made in in my home in West Hollywood, California is the only place that has this table. So that's the new form of differentiation. Wow. This is your investment theory. Well, it's just my, it's my theory. And so I think that there will be, so, so there's a lot of uh, companies around resale, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the real, real and like first dip, first dips, obviously really great, Mm -hmm. really great company. Um, The real, real has struggled because it's hard to. Um, verify it, because there's so much fake. Look, they have authenticators though, like people who like do this as, for a living. They do, but like still stuff falls through the cracks and like yeah. a lot of purses, it's really easy to make, mm-hmm. make it, make a dupe, a dupe. But I think it's harder to make like furniture, vintage furniture dupes. Yeah. Why? But, and also, but it's way better. Think about how much the margins are behind selling a big designer piece of furniture that's $50,000, a $50,000 couch versus a $1,000 snakeskin boot. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was even just thinking, I wish I I was into dupes because then dupes would be my guilty pleasure, but I'm not a dupe girl. I think that's our guilty pleasure is shitting on dupes. Yeah. I don't understand. (sighs) I don't understand dupe culture for so many reasons. I know that people are like, it's the same thing and like, why not buy it fake? Then why not buy from a local craftsman in your own community that's 
building a purse that's two hundred dollars that's unique and one of a kind. If you want something that's so hard to get to get in theory, yeah, it's a, it's a little counterintuitive. It is, but I yeah, I also am just yeah, I'm all about the investment pieces, baby, mm-hmm, baby. Yeah. Quiet luxury. Um, my guilty pleasure though, mm-hmm. not content related, mm-hmm. but more of like a lifestyle related is lately is goblin mode. What's that? <laughs> you know, goblin mode got coined the word of the year in 2022 and no one knew what it meant. I think that was like a marketing ploy by I think it's like dictionary.com or something, like who comes out with the list of the top words. words of the year. Goblin mode was the word of the year in what 2022. Is it? Enlighten us. Goblin mode is, let me look up the exact definition because it's actually quite hilarious. Like people still don't really understand it. I understand it to a T. Mm-hmm. Oxford, oh, it was Oxford University Press recently announced the 2022 word of the year as voted on by more than 300,000 people's goblin mode. It's a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects, rejects social norms or expectations. <laughs> it's like if you just envision like a little goblin like <laughs> rummaging through its home. Yeah. That's like me and what – that's my guilty pleasure is going goblin mode sometimes. And whenever we're talking about seasonal transitions and this – like how they bring you a lot of this angst, angsty feeling, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when I get into my goblin, goblin mode is like whenever I'm just like, oh my god, what's happening? Well, to Season's give context changing. on the seasons changing, we were – at Cole's birthday, me and you were chatting. Yeah. yeah. And we were chatting about if New York is a good place for us, whatever. Yeah. And I was I told you I was like, when seasons change, that's when I feel the most angsty and yeah. like not at peace with myself. Yeah. A little disconnected. And you're saying that's when you go into your goblin mode. That's when I go into my goblin mode. Okay. Yeah. Like really just trolling around my house. Like if you imagine me with like my comforter over my head, like walking through my kitchen, <laughs> like grabbing snacks and eating them in bed and watching Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, inc- you know, some people when they get up in the morning and take a shower on the weekends, they put jeans on to hang out on their couch. Yeah. Some people do that. I don't like that. I don't do that. Who does that? One of my friend's boyfriends does that. Like okay, when he would work from guys, home. Guys seem to me like they would do some shit. To like put that. on jeans for fun? Guys are weird. They are weird. Yeah. You know they're weird. They're really weird. They just do what they want. I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a really good guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Non-content. Non-content guilty pleasure. I'm trying to think of words. I feel like I'm the same. I actually stay inside and just eat. Do you? I do. Do you? I think you're lying. I think you're social. I think you're social. But I also know that you're, that I think we're very the same. If you look at my location on Find My Friends, 80% of the time. Well, I'm in my bed. According to your boyfriend, we are very much the same when we choose to be social. It's like a good week of so like socializing mm-hmm. and being sociable. 
And then we have to go in and recharge. AKA like this weekend was like my hibernation weekend. Like I'm like doing nothing, laid in bed all day. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I get this angsty feeling whenever my partner is like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, let me make some shit up. Oh, I definitely make some shit up. Does he, is he very, does he have a jam-packed schedule constantly? Constantly. Really? That's what it feels like. Yeah. Of social or work? Both. He's a social person. Like he likes to socialize with coworkers. He likes to socialize with friends. He is very social. Hmm. Which like I'm I can't say I like doing all of it. Yeah. At the same time. Well, you I think what I like about you boundary setting is you choose socially what you will go to and what you won't go to and you won't feel bad about not going. Yeah. I have I pride myself in not having FOMO. Mm-hmm. Like that is like one of my biggest proudest <laughs> moments in my life <laughs> is like that I don't succumb to having a fear of missing out. I some because I can't. I just can't. I can't do it all. I really yeah. can't. Otherwise, it's just it'll, things will start slipping. Things will start yeah. slipping that shouldn't be slipping. I need to be more on that level. But maybe, way. but maybe you're fine. Like maybe things aren't slipping. Like, that's what I actually admire about him is that I don't think things slip for him. Like, I think things, like, stay pretty even keel in his life while he does all the things that he wants. It's wow. admirable. That is admirable. That's not how it is for me. No, I need I need to recharge. I need, I need like, one day. At the We're the same. We are the same. Yeah. Um, what do you think our biggest difference is? You play Catan and I don't. <laughs> I guess that's another one of my guilty pleasures. Oh. Like board games. Board, yes, because board games is so specific, right? Like I feel like everyone has a very specific mm-hmm. type or favorite board game that they mm-hmm. enjoy and that they dislike. Because obviously some, if you're not good at a game, why would you like it? I like Catan and I don't win. No, no, I, that's that's what I mean. But also, like, if you are – do you not win often in front of your friends, like, with your group that you play? Or, like, you do win sometimes? I win sometimes. Yeah. Like, what if someone is just so bad at Catan? It's like sometimes I'm bad at foosball, but I- – Oh, yeah. That's like we reserved – we went to Jack's on Bond this weekend, mm-hmm. and we reserved – A table for Catan? No, a table oh, for God. pool. Oh, okay. Oh, fun. And it was really fun. This guy came up to me and was like, women are actually, like, scientifically worse at pool than men. Who said that? This guy. And I was like. What color was he? Retracted. Redacted. (laughs) And he was like, no, like, I got that. Like, it's true because they lack, because women lack depth, depth perception. And I was like, okay, first of all, first of all, pull up the receipts, pull out your scientific paper. Second of all, why are you telling me this? <laughs> was he watching you? Yeah. <laughs> I am very admittedly bad at pool, but I never grew up playing pool. I, I never also did either. don't like dive bars. I don't like dive bars either. I want to That's the majority of the time where you're going to find a pool table, pool right? Table. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Dive bar. Where else would you find a pool table? Your friend's Someone's mansion. Basement. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like I not did mine. not play. Don't pool catch up. a pool table in my basement. Yeah. So your guilty pleasure is board games. Board games. In what settings do you play board games? Like in afternoon or evening. If you next weekend if free were like, hey, Friday night, do you guys do you want to come over? We could play Catan. I'm gonna invite three people. Yeah. You that would make your night. That's my ideal. I would be looking forward to it the whole weekend. No more than four to five people. Okay. So you can have a deep conversation with everyone. Actually catch up. Love that. I love small because the thing is, when you're catching up with <laughs> why are you laughing? No, I love I love that. I love board games with my friends. Yeah. When you're when you're when you haven't seen a friend in a while and you're catching up with them in a setting of 15 people, you're not gonna be like Oh, tell me that. How's me your that. breakup? <laughs> That's true. That's very true. The relationship yeah. with your mom. I I know it's a little dicey. <laughs> How is it now? Uh, that yeah, it's it's very like surface level catch up. Exactly. So this gives you that. the opportunity. Yeah, that's why I like small dinners. I'm me a big too. fan of small dinners. Four to five. Um, but yeah, I. Can we talk about trends for a second? What trends? So you, the thing, what's so interesting Ooh, about pleasures, TikTok trend. trends is companies are evolving, marketing teams, CMOs pay them up because they are like seeing a trend on TikTok and taking it in. Like, did mm. you see the girl dinner trend and like Google then came up or Amazon came out with their girl dinner like thing? No, like, and the, like girls who are putting like. An olive oil like movie night or dinner night at my house or hosting a dinner night. I don't. What's girl dinner? <sighs> you love these things. You love a good creation and table set. Like I'm not on the girl dinner. Talk. No girl. Okay. What's a girl dinner? Okay, I can't believe you don't know what girl dinner is. I've been so out of it. What do you do when you are <laughs> gobble mode? Do you go on your phone or do you no, just watch TV? No, I don't TV? go on my phone. I don't go on my phone. I just watch TV. Okay. Like I was barely – I was on my phone for – I caught myself scrolling for 10 minutes on Saturday and I immediately logged out. And, and are you texting in. simultaneously? No. no. No, gobble mode is like no one can reach me. Like <laughs> I have no contact with society whatsoever. Like not a single person hits me up. I don't hit a single person up. I don't get on social and I, yeah, no notifications. It's very, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're really different even though we're the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wait, so what is this girl dinner? I can't, okay, girl dinner is basically how women when are content not having a full cooked meal. Like they're fine for dinner having as some olives, a chips, and some celery. That's what girl dinner is. <gasps> oh? Or like girl dinner is like having a peanut butter and strawberries for dinner. Are you serious? Yeah. It's like basically an assortment of snacks. And the whole concept behind it is like, when and it's interesting when people people like intellectualize trends mm -hmm. but there's a study that shows that when women get married mm -hmm. they 
actually do more physical labor in the home than they did when they weren't because (laughs) men need to have like a cooked dinner and like make more messes around the house. So then women clean up the messes. This is like an overgeneralization and dumbing down of what this research said. And so that's like where girl dinner comes from where it's like we're fine eating. So what the heck did Amazon do? Like all of these companies from this trend and and it's the sound on TikTok that's like girl dinner. They like take it and are like this is your girl dinner meal kit. Stop. And did you see like the subway tube girl? Uh -uh. There's this girl on the tube in London that like takes these videos of herself Uh and her hair is like blowing and everyone's like oh my god she's so confident. And she got a Mac campaign two weeks later. Matt Thomas Cosmetics. Well, it went viral. Was there a girl dinner involved? (laughs) No. I think this is why I also had to take a break from TikTok because I was just like, I'm constantly inundated with these like irrelevant trends that like don't make or break anything in my life. Yeah. And while, yes, a lot of it is very fun to partake and participate in, like I've reached a level of like fatigue that I'm like, all right, I just got to go about my day-to-day life as as normal and as as usual. Like, I can't be bogged down by this. Trend. This, what, girl dinner? I love pasta too much for girl dinner. That could be a girl dinner. Girl dinner could be like the pasta you made last night, but you didn't put the sauce on it with some like butter. Oh, no, 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 no. I need like the whole the 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 calabrian chili yes the best part of my pasta is the sauce yeah like okay then you're not girl dinner yeah yeah i had to take a break from the trends for a bit that's so interesting that you are like the only influencer i know (laughs) that doesn't know internet trends internet trends it's so bad it's so bad but i think that's been very consistent with my relationship to social media for Mm -hmm. a very long time like i like i like to get caught up in things that i like to get caught up in if they happen to be a trend then hey so so be it it. (laughs) literally get out of my damn head all right i feel like we have to end this now (laughs) goodbye thanks you sound like tweedledee and tweedledum (laughs) 